Let's pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you and praise you because you are God who not only knows everything about us, but God who also wants to know everything about us. You are not just omnipresent God, but you are our Emmanuel, God with us everywhere. You know each one of us by name, and you know what we need to live each day. Give every one of us your words and wisdom today to live faithfully for the glorious name of Jesus, your Son and our Savior. Amen. Let's continue to read 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 14 to 19. 2 Timothy chapter 2, 14 to 19. Keep reminding God's people of these things. Warn them before God against the quarreling about words. It is of no value and only ruins those who listen. Do your best to present yourself to God as a one approved a worker who does not need to be ashamed and who correctly handles the word of the truth. Avoid godless chatter because those who indulge in it will become more and more ungodly. Their teaching will spread like a gangrene. Among them are Hymenaeus and Philetus who have departed from the truth. They say that the resurrection had already taken place. They destroy the face of some. Nevertheless, God's solid foundation stands firm, sealed with this inscription, The Lord knows those who are His, and everyone who confesses the name of the Lord must turn away from wickedness. After Paul gave Timothy some lofty exhortation in the previous passages, such as, Remember Jesus Christ, and although I am changed, God's word is never changed, and we live and die with Jesus. Paul now reminds his disciple and young pastor of actual works of ministry. Paul calls all the ministers of God, meaning all of us, to do two things. Before I explain these two things, I want to make sure that we understand Paul's instruction here applies to all of us both professional clergy like me and faithful lay people like you. As a Protestant, we believe in the priesthood of every believer. As a child and priest of God, we have direct access to God and His Word. The reason I reiterate, reiterate this obvious preliminary understanding is that 2 Timothy 2.15 is one of the most quoted passages for pastor's ordination or seminary graduation or some kind of professional Christian vocation or installation. For instance, the seal of a president of a Moody Bible Institute has this verse on it, and I heard a renowned Dallas Theological Seminary professor of practical theology, Howard Hendricks, preaching on this verse for the installation of one of the presidents. My mother also wrote this verse in one of my Bibles. While this passage is accurately and critically applies to pastors, it also applies to every disciple of Christ. Now, 
two actual things that we need to do in our ministry, according to Paul, are first, to avoid unhealthy, unedifying talks about man-made controversies. Avoid un unnecessary controversies. The second is to concentrate on handling the word of the truth correctly. These two works of a ministry are closely related. Let's see the first work of avoiding unhealthy, unnecessary, and unedifying controversies. Verse 14, Paul said, Keep reminding God's people of these things. Warn them before God against a quarreling about words. It is of no value only, and only ruins those who listen. Paul does not tell us the exact nature of a quarreling, except it has no value and it has a harmful effects. Some Christians, guess they get excited over some unnecessary theological controversies, and they love to pour their energies on them. I have witnessed several unhealthy controversies. For instance, some conservative Christians believe that we should read only King James Version. Have you heard someone saying King James Version is the only authorized Bible and we shouldn't use other, other modern translation because they are not authorized? Yes, King James is authorized for sure, but do you know who authorized King James? It's not King Jesus, but it's a King James. That's why it's named after King James. King James, he wanted to stop what Anglican Church in the 17th century called a wanton, uncontrolled, uncensored English translation of the Bible. Actually, the Greek manuscript for King James, for, uh, King James Version was much later in, in the Greek manuscript or New Testament manuscript or even Old Testament manuscript. The earlier is a better. Later means inferior. So actually, King James Bible is the original text. The text based on is actually inferior. But there are still some Christians insisted this view with arrogance and criticized others using different English Bible. The ignorance and arrogance reminds me of the first woman governor of Texas, Miriam, a.k.a. Ma Ferguson, in 1924. When people asked, uh, uh, Ma Ferguson about her opinion about the bilingual education. She said, if English was good enough for Jesus, it ought to be good enough for Texas. Christians, we take doctrine seriously because Christianity is a truth-sensitive faith. But ever since Reformation, sometimes Protestant Christians became too sensitive about minor truth or non-essential doctrines. And we fight over, and much worse, we condemn others. The first work of a ministry is incomplete and simply negative without the second work of ministry. That is, Paul said in verse 15, do your best to present yourself to God as a one approved worker who does not need to be ashamed, but who correctly handles the word of the truth. This verse has several challenges for us. First, do your best to present yourself to God as a worker who correctly handles the word of the truth. 
Now, how much effort do, you, do we put in learning and handling God's word? Paul said, do your best. That means it is a top priority, worth spending our time, sacrificing other activities for it. When do we tell our family members, especially our children, do your best? Don't we usually tell them to do their best about the school works, such as important tests like SAT, MCAT, and GRE, and whatever? Have we told our children ever, do your best in the Bible studies? The second challenge I hear from this verse is this. Paul is saying, don't just believe in the Bible, but study and examine the Bible. Don't just recognize the Bible as God's word, but read God's word until it reads your heart and soul. Do you remember Karl Barth, who said, I read many books, but the Bible reads me? Don't just claim the inerrancy of authority of the Bible. Let us conform our life to that authority. Finally, when the joy of the studying and teaching Bible correctly is a loss in the church, the church becomes corrupt, loses its power as a God's elect and witnesses in this world. Rather, church becomes sick, as Paul mentioned here, verse 16, avoid godless chatter because those who indulge in it will become more and more ungodly. Why is there godless chatter in the church? Is it because a godly chatter is a missing? When we are busy in learning and teaching God's truth, there is no time for godless chatter. No time to be sick. By the way, the sickness Paul compares here is a gangrene. What is a gangrene? Gangrene is a basically sickness of uh, that tissue caused by a lack of a blood supply. It usually happens at the uh, limbs of uh, our body first, and then it progresses to the rest of the body. What is the blood of the church? That's God's truth. When there is a lack of God's truth in the church, church gets spiritual gangrene. And then some is a weak parts get corrupted and then swollen and then breaks down and eventually become a dead. Dear brothers and sisters, we need to recognize this important fact. Spiritual growth does not happen apart from God's word. Revival is a hollow and mere emotional without God's word. God's truth is a nourishment to our souls. Jesus told us clearly, love our God with all of our heart, with all of our mind, and all of our strength. That's why Good Shepherd College and the house church ministry cannot be separated. Both help us complete and synergize Christ's call for our discipleship. Let us do our best to handle God's truth correctly as a church and as an individual then we will have also discernment to avoid unhealthy controversy and the dedication of a courage and wisdom to fight for the truth of God. Let's pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you for reminding us about this warning and calling. 
Help us avoid unhealthy, unedifying controversies that promote nothing but human arrogance and exclusion against others. Convict each one of us and our forest church of a critical importance of your truth. Your word is a light in our darkness and hopeful hopeless. Your truth is a strength for the weary and shield for those who trust you. Everything will fade except your word. Heavens and earth will pass away, but your word will remain. Help us remain faithful to your word today. In the name of Jesus Christ, your incarnate word, we all pray. Amen.